You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. This is Black Guy Therapy. I'm Todd, and I'm here with the infamous Joel. Hey, and we here, we back one more time. And let me first off start start by saying I got a new microphone, and I don't know how it sounds, but I think it sounds awesome. Yeah, I like it. It's like an upgrade. I feel like I just upgraded. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to say that and say that to all you guys out there. If you listen to our other podcast before this one, you may hear a difference in my mic. But hey, I got a new mic, so I'm happy about it. Yeah, I like it. Um, it. So I'm really I'm really upset. I'm really upset today. Um, What's going on? And and I want to talk about this because I'm I'm real upset. Uh, So I've been watching this Amber Geiger trial. Ah. And, 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 you know, I've been seeing the shenanigans that were going on in the courtroom. Now, uh, I'm sure just like everybody else, you saw that picture of that young black woman um, court officer who was like touching her hair. Like now there's been some speculation that she was searching her hair for contraband because she was getting ready to be booked. I don't believe that. I've never seen that done before. Yeah. And I work in government. (laughs) I've never seen it done. But hey, maybe maybe that's what they do in Texas. I don't know. Sound a little suspect. Um, Not only that, I saw the judge hug this woman after sentencing and give her a Bible. Okay, and give her all the 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 praise and kudos, and I hope that this gets you through and whatever, whatever. Yeah, I ain't like that either. Mm, That 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 made me feel some type of way. And then to top it all off. Going back, I guess, before the sentencing, when each um, uh, person was given their victim, I guess, their victim witness statement or their uh, whatever the statement is, they can tell the, 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 the court the impact, the victim impact statement. That's what it's called. OK, um, so Mr. Gene, well, no, Botham Gene, does the name Botham, Botham Gene, mm-hmm. his brother got up on 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 the, the stand and yeah. was saying how he, you know, he forgave her. And not only did he forgive her, he didn't want her to go to jail. And then, you know, he wanted to hug her. And they, the court allowed him to hug her um, before, you know, b- b- before the, 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 the end of the, or I guess the end of his statement. Yeah. That is unheard of to yeah. me. Now, I say all those things to say this. Has the Christian church, and this is my question for everybody, if you're out there listening and, you know, you got, you, you know, you, you feel some type of way about it, you can email us at uh, BGTCast, B-G-T-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. So, um, but here's my question to the world and to you, Joel, and I want to get your feedback on this because um, I, I need a therapy session right now. Yeah. Um, has the Christian church brainwashed us so bad to make us think, you know, we can forgive, you know, and I'm going to say this. We can forgive our Hitler for things that they've done to us. Now, now, let me, let me, I know you over here. I can Ooh. see your face. Now, this is hard. Now, I'm looking at your face and I'm thinking, okay, we've, we've endured, you know, pain and suffering at the hands of our oppressors for a long time. 400 years, right? Long time. Very long. Um, it, to me, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. to me, it seemed as if 
this was a, a story, a, a bad story, because it, it should have been, right? She walked into another man's house and killed him, yeah. um, which sh- there shouldn't have been any problem. She should have went straight to jail, do not pass, go, right? Yes, immediately. But it was like the court catered to her. And not only did it cater to her, it's something that she could have gotten way more time than she did. She got 10 years. That's it. Yes. 10 years for walking into a man's house, yep. murdering him in cold blood. Yep. And she gets hugs in court. Now, let me tell you this. I've never seen a judge. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen a judge. I've never seen a judge who ever hugged a defendant after a sentencing. Likewise. I've never seen that. I've never seen a victim hug a defendant after a you know during a sentencing during a court trial like now and and I know I'm I know I'm running on and I know I got to but, but this is how I feel I got to get this out yeah, I got to get this out she this this young man Mr Mr Bottoms or Botham um his brother mm-hmm. You know, he gave he gave a good a good statement. And you know what, I'll pull that up later so we can so we can listen to that. But, you know, he he was like, I forgive you. I and okay, if you forgive him, that's between you and, and, and your God. But um back to my original question. Has the Christian church made us soft and made us I don't know, like complacent or just given us the oh well everything's gonna be all right mentality? So <laughs> that is a loaded question, man. It, I know. I'm sorry. I, I dropped all that on you like at one time, but sorry. <laughs> no, no, it, it's heavy. But you know, the old saying, I don't know it exactly, but something along the lines of know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. So let's talk about early, early, early Christianity during the time of the Crusades. The Christian church was literally killing people that refused to submit to the will of their God. They used their Bible to promote this and to, to verify, validate, and, and I also say excuse their behavior. Fast forward years and years and years and years to today, and there's a lot I'm skipping over intentionally just to kind of get to the point. And that's fine. But the reality is this. You think about any culture, any group that was dominant, any prominent society, when they overtook another one, some of the main things they did was they would change the culture. So the way you dressed, the way you talked, the gods you served, your customs, everything that made you who you were, they changed it, forced you to assimilate to their culture. If you did not assimilate to the culture, you would either either be a prisoner forever. Or put to death. Or put to death. So again, coming now to, to 2019, 2020, which is right around the corner, people have become so accustomed to thinking that the only way to make it to heaven is by allowing people to have their way with you. And per the text in the Bible, you got terms like turning the other cheek. If a man sins against you 99 times, do you not forgive him one more? So there's all of these concepts that fit so perfectly into an oppressive society's hands. So many. And 
I, I don't know, man. I don't know. When when I look at this story and I saw that, I was I was disgusted. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was it wasn't even a I was dis, I was disgusted. Mm. And when I when I saw him, I was like, they're literally creating a a different perspective on who this woman is. To me, it seems as if they took this woman who, you know, we, black America was like, hey, this woman, she screwed up. Yeah. And we were behind, we were marching. Yes. We were we were yelling, we were screaming, we we're marching, yeah. we were doing things to get justice. Yes. And now it seems as if that, you know, she went to court, she got convicted, but it's almost as if like some of these some of our people are yes. like, oh, it, it's okay. It's almost like that, that, that it's okay. Yeah. The, 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 I don't know. Do you say the word coddling? Yeah. Like, that's... like what black people used to do to white children when we had to care for them. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, it's going to be okay, baby. Even though eventually you're going to be beating on my kids. Right. It's okay. Let me take care of you. You are important. And, and again, I want to preface. I don't think that there's a difference. In, in humanity. I think everybody is equal. Theoretically. Okay. In theory, everybody is equal. Just meaning we're human beings. Everybody deserves respect. Everybody should be given respect. All the common sense stuff should exist. It doesn't, but it should. Mm-hmm. So when I look at this story and I see that, I'm thinking to myself, my God, how, how, how often do we have to get beat down and start not just forgiving, but excusing the behaviors? That's the problem for me is there's always an excuse for the behavior when somebody else does us wrong. And to your point, we get out there, we do the same stuff. We march, we boycott, we fuss about it on social media. Right. Then when the conviction or, or the sentencing comes, now everybody's starting to feel sorry for. How does that happen, number one? And then number two, being a part of government, you know, like I know, that when they say 10 years, more than likely – it's not going to be 10 years. Yeah, because if she's got 10 years, then, I mean, if if she's going to a state penitentiary, then that's what 30%. They t- serve 30%, and then the rest of the time they do on, like, probation. probation. So she's essentially going to serve three years in prison. Two and a half, three years. And probably get out, put her on um, uh, probation. Probation, and then they might not allow her to be a police officer. Well, she has a felony charge, so she's not going to be able to be a police officer. You can can't. she be a security guard? Can she be a... a she could. She Matter of fact, she could start her own security company. Her own firm. So that's mm-hmm. where I was going. So potentially, she could still be a gun-wielding citizen in this country, although all this fussing about gun control and gun laws. Here it is. You have a perpetrator of exactly what those laws are supposed to be created for, and she's going to be able to have a gun, start a business potentially, start a PI firm. Well, well, I, I, here's the thing. I, I obviously if you're a felon, you can't have a gun, but that doesn't mean she won't have a gun. Right. So, um, you know, I, 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 I agree with you there. She can, there are a lot of different things. Cause it's almost like, it's just like a, any, any prisoner coming out of jail, they have to start over. Yeah. And essentially, um, a lot of times that, that felon, that felony on their mark or on their record is that like a mark of death. So you have to, should be, you have to do you have to do your own thing. You know, yeah. you see a lot of felons who come out and they start their own shit. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and like you said, what's to say she she don't come out and start her own security firm because that's what she knows. Yep. And she didn't have to tote a gun, but everybody that she hires will tote a gun. Absolutely. Right. And then 
at at her direction. They're they're working in her direction, so she's still pulling the strings. So it's just like her yeah. being out on the on the street, right? Absolutely. So so here's my beef with it. So when I think about this, here's my just Joe's perspective. It doesn't have to be anybody else's, but here's my perspective. What we saw happen in that courtroom was the same thing we happened when Obama got elected. It was the excuse needed to disqualify and discredit the plight of black people. So Obama's president, hey, you can't be mad anymore. The president's black. He's biracial, but the president's black. Same thing here. Hey, she went to jail, even though it was only two years. She had due process. She did her time. She's out now. So what's to say that her record doesn't get expunged? Well, I would hope that that wouldn't happen, but I, I would, mean, I would too, but, but I don't know. It's Texas, right? That, that, you know, in Texas, they do everything different. But my point is what we've seen historically, at least over the last 10, 15, 20 years, is that the, the light skinned society creates laws on the fly mm-hmm. for their folks or against our folks. So, and, and the one any that brown skin, any brown skin, yeah. yeah. So any, I mean, any that includes color, yeah, yeah, yeah. That includes all our all our brown skin Absolutely. friends in America, right? Absolutely. So what it what it makes me nervous is about is is I think about the affluenza teen, or I think about the laws that were created along, you know, going with Michael Vick. I mean, literally, stuff just out of the blue. Okay, this is now a law because yeah. of this, and I don't see. I have no faith in the system as long as the controlling parties, their interests are still within their own group. So I don't see any reason why she wouldn't be protected and cared for once she got out. Look at Zimmerman. GoFundMes and all these other sites that were created to donate money to a known killer. Yeah, yeah. Same thing, but at least in this case, Trayvon's parents did not respond the same way. Now, they were they were kind of getting to that point where they were like, you know, hey, we forgive you because we want to be able to yeah. let go of the situation. Yeah, and, 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 and everybody has their own forgiveness. And right? everybody has their own forgiveness, but this is different. This is day one. I don't even want her to go to jail. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. If that's a part of the, even, even if we t- speak biblically, there's cause and effect. If you do a crime, you have to do the time. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. So even if that principle exists, now you're superseding the Bible as a Christian saying, we don't want you to go to jail. But in the Bible, people that did wrong, they were punished. What was it, eye for eye type? When, in there somewhere in about eye for eye? I don't know. It, maybe it, maybe it it's does. in there somewhere. It does, yeah. See, and, and here's the thing. I haven't picked up a Bible in in years, right? I have one downstairs, but mm-hmm. I am not a uh, active uh, practicing Christian, yeah. right? Um, because I am mad at the Christian church because in my eyes, it seems that the Christian church has just become about money. It's like a for-profit, non-profit. Yeah. When my, when my preacher is, and not my preacher personally, but when my, when our preachers are, you know, living in $2 million houses, million dollar houses, and they're driving Rolls Royce and, and Lamborghinis and stuff like that. And, and I know, I know some preachers in this state who do that and live in this area who do this at a mega church in this city and and who also might be hanging out you know sinning against i i don't know i i I don't know no no (laughs) i I don't know i've heard stories i i've seen it firsthand yeah so i 
So that that damages my relationship with the church. It does. Now, now I will say this. I will say this. I, I do think, I do believe in God. Me for too. Sure. Me too. 100%. And I think what happens is we... We generally, and, and I'm, I'm generalizing, so not a you or a Joel, but humanity, people mm-hmm. in general, they attack the establishment as opposed to the people who are, who are uh, twisting it for their own personal gain. So people wind up being mad at Jesus when Jesus ain't here. You get what I'm saying? Right. They're mad at God. God ain't here. You should be mad at the preacher who is telling you, hey, you need to do this in order to, you know, preach in these prosperity ministries. But these people in the church are poor, but they living good. And that's the problem. Yeah. Don't be mad at God. God didn't do that. This human did that. So I, th- there's there's two sides to that coin. But I agree. And I grew up uh, in a in a in a Christian church from from day one. I was too. I didn't pick it. I was Me, born exactly. Into it. And as I got older, going back to what we were talking about just a second ago. I think about, okay, let, let's just be logical about this for a minute. If, if Christianity didn't start in Africa and it started somewhere else, mm-hmm. and through the course of slavery, somehow or another, the only book we were allowed to read is the Bible. The Bible. And not even necessarily read it, but be taught. Right. And it was to say only like one or two enslaved people knew how to read. And then they would choose that person to read the Bible. Not only would they have that person read the Bible, but they were reading a specific Bible that left out um, numerous books because uh, what were they called the, the slave. They had a slave Bible because they they didn't want slaves to read some of those books and mm-hmm. read some of the stories where they where there were uprisings yep. and they didn't want them to uprise and, and overtake. Yep. So you think about that, how man has or I say man but really I'm talking about like white man white men Mm -hmm. in America have have you know pushed this religion on us and forced us to to learn and do you know the parts that they want us to do versus what we want to do and what's despicable about that is I mean again I, I try my best to be logical about stuff you know just just to remove the ability for me to be biased or it be, be just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Here's a fact. Jesus was from the Middle East. No doubt about it. He was brown skin. So every picture that we see. Hair like wool. You have to know that somebody is doing this on purpose. Exactly. Why would they not portray this Jesus who's supposed to be this amazing deity, this being that we should serve and give our lives, devote our lives to, but not accurately portray him? So, and I don't know if this is true, but I I have heard, and I don't know if you know if this is true or not, but the image of Jesus that we see, this white, blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus is actually an image of um, somebody back in like the, I don't know if it was the Crusades or before that, um, but it's actually an image of their child. Um, And they modeled the picture of Jesus after this noble person's child. Have you heard that? So I've heard a couple of different stories about where the image came from, but either way it goes. So, so that's the stuff that we, we it's difficult to debate because right. we don't, you know, we don't, we don't know. know the source. Yeah. But what we do know is that this, this is what's happening right now. This is the actual picture that's in stores to be sold. It's what's in the Bibles that are sold. Right. This image. So you continually put into the face of all of these people that this is what your God looks like. Blind and, hair, blue eyed Jesus. And that is not what Jesus, uh, uh, Hussein, 
mm-hmm. Saddam Hussein or, or Bin Laden. That's what Jesus looked like. You know, it's funny. My, my church in my hometown, there's a mural on the wall. And that, well, they since torn that church down, but there was a mural on the wall. And on that wall, on that mirror, in, in that mural, um, was a picture of blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus with his hands stretched up to the sky, white dove, blue sky. Mm-hmm. And you think about that, you know, I'm a black kid growing up in this black church and I'm seeing a picture of white Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, in my grandmother's house, black Jesus was there. But, when I went to the church with all the people, I saw white Jesus. Yep. So as a child, you're trying to figure out, well, well, well hell, is, is Jesus black or white? So now you have this image like, well, damn, is, does he look like me? Does he look like them? Am I supposed to serve him or am I supposed to serve black Jesus, white Jesus? You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. so many things. And I think that that can damage any person who's Absolutely. you know just trying to, I don't know, figure it out. Especially so, if you're a free thinker. Oh, yeah. 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 No doubt about it. Um, so let's see, have, have you heard the, the brother's statement? I have not. All right. I'm going to play the statement. I'm going to play the statement. Let's see. Let's see if we can get this statement to play here. Okay. I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see I I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not going to say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? See, that's where he lost me. And that's where he lost me right there. Please. So he, you know, and, and as, as the video went on, you'd see him get up and, and you'd see him give um, Amber Geiger a hug. And, and, and listen, to, I mean, you listen to what he's saying, right? He's, he's basically just said, hey, look, I don't, I don't want nothing ill on you. Now, let me preface it by saying this. What you choose to do with your Christian faith or your faith in general, right, is up to you. is up to you. Now, for that man, he needed to he needed that for him. He needed to, and he even told you, look, this I ain't saying this on my family. This is this is off me, right? So he needed that. He needed to forgive her for his, I guess, to cleanse his spirit, right? To get that off of his heart. I get that, but you can't. I mean, 
the media it's like the media's taking this and just ran with it. it's like oh the, there's uh, now she's not this bad guy anymore you know what i'm saying like that's, that's exactly what i'm saying yeah i, I don't know man that, that there's just something about that that bothers me a little bit and that that kind of made me a little emotional uh hearing that for two reasons one because it sounded genuine yeah and it no doubt it's genuine sounded because he need, he needed that for himself he needed that for his spirit i get that some people because i mean if something bad happened to somebody maybe he had a bunch of i'm not, and i'm not mad at him i'm mad at the situation me too um so maybe he needed that to cleanse himself because maybe he had some feelings that he couldn't let go of. Mm -hmm. So he needed to do that to let go of those feelings. Or maybe he's done some extreme dirt to somebody else. And he's like, I made it through so I can't hold other people accountable just like they didn't hold me. It's maybe. no telling. I mean, there's there's many different ideas that we could have A about that, right? myriad of reasons, absolutely. But again, uh, that it, it just bothered me because it completely changed the narrative. It did. It in overnight. 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 So this this person, and and here's what pisses me off about it. this is this is where the real emotion for me comes in. Everybody deserves a second chance. Mm -hmm. I do I do believe that everybody deserves an opportunity to become better. Is what I should say. Not a second chance, but an opportunity to be better. Okay. Everybody deserves that. But what's really despicable about this is that. The conversation she was having in that text thread with with either the one person or multiple people mm -hmm. does not change who she really was. Not only that, but it also points out that there is an issue with that group of people. Yeah, these are this is a group of people who are supposed to be serving and protecting everybody the same, but they're making it very clear to you that they don't really want to fool with this side of the fence. And even though they're making that clear, even though she was supposed to be getting getting up with old boy the night she went to the wrong spot and was supposed to be so sleepy even though all of this has been put out there it's like all he had to do was get up there and say what he said and none of that matters it's like yeah it's like it all, all was forgiven now, now a lot of that stuff wasn't introduced into court right it it, it wasn't yes now but and i guess you got to think about uh, i don't know maybe you think about the judge in, the, in that case, because the judges who picked or what I guess they're the person who picks what makes it in or who makes yeah. it. I'm not a lawyer. I don't I don't know. Um, but I, I would assume that they they pick what can come in and what stays out. Right. Side. So it's interesting. I, I, and I don't know. I don't know why it was left out. Um, who knows? Right. But but again, regardless, whatever that doesn't to me, what matters is once that information became public knowledge. Right. What he said discredits anything, anything that can be said about her from right. this point forward. Right. Because everybody's going to say, well, if he can forgive her, then I certainly can't be mad at her. Right. And that's the challenge for me. See, what bothers me the most about this. And again, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at the family because I think the mother had a, a totally different statement that said, look, he did that for him. But, you know, it is what it is. We doing some other things over here. Yeah. But I think what makes me or what hurts me the most is that she's a blonde haired, blue eyed white woman. She's a stereotypical the image of Jesus. Yes. And like when you're blind haired, blue eyed white woman who, I mean, I don't think Amber Gaga looks very good, but you know, to, 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 to some, to some she's, mm -hmm. she's like, Oh man, you know, 
So, you know, you have that and then you have his statement Mm -hmm. and then you have the country watching this and are like, she's not that bad. She just made a, she just made a mistake. mistake. She just made a mistake. Now on the flip side, now it would have been the other way around where, where she was black and he was white and, and he, and she got convicted being black. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody real. See, white folks don't give us the same, the same um, empathy, empathy that we give them. And I think that, I think that that has to do with, um, you know, 400 years of conditioning. Absolutely. So we're, we're compassionate to them because we always have been, because if we, if we weren't right, bad Mm -hmm. things would happen to us. But when stuff happens to us, you know, that's. Whatever it's three minutes all over. Whatever, take your ass to jail, serve your time. You deserve it. My son, daughter, whoever is gone, and I'll never see him again. You deserve to rot. We never get the same, you know, ever. I've never seen any time where we've gotten the same kind of, you know, credit that we give our white counterparts. Yeah. So I don't know if you ever watched the show Last Last Chance You. Yes, I haven't. I've only I think I've seen like the. First or second season? I think I've seen the two seasons. Okay, so the first season there was a, a guy on there. He was a, a running back, explosive, and his brother played. Yeah, he. They're from Knoxville. From Knoxville. Yeah, yes. from Knoxville. So, so you know the story. Yeah. With uh, they got in trouble. Yep. They were with the guys, and they tried to rob the one the one white kid, and yep. wound up stabbing and killing him. He wasn't even in the car when this happened. Him and his brother were. Or, or was he in the car? I can't remember. I don't remember. I know the story, but I don't remember. Uh, so, yeah, so let me not quote that as a fact. Either way it goes, he wasn't a part of the people doing the robbing or the stabbing. Mm-hmm. I think he was at the house. Him and his brother were both at the house, and then the guys came back. But here's the interesting part. When they were in court and they were showing part of the trial during the show, the mom was giving the statement, the dad was giving the statement, and they were just talking about this kid and how they were so torn up, broken about how they'll never be able to see him again. But they never once mentioned that he was a drug dealer. Oh, no. They left that out. They left it out. And I was like, this is interesting that they're painting the picture of these kids as these horrible. Now, what they did is is, is bad. I yeah. mean, they deserve whatever whatever the law says should be the punishment for this crime. They right. should have to serve that, that punishment. Right. I'm okay with that. But the narrative, again, was this innocent kid who was so fun loving little and Billy. So yeah. He never did anything wrong. All of this stuff. I love my little Billy. <laughs> and he was he was out there trying to be a big boy. Right. Billy out there selling drugs. Yeah. <laughs> he was out there doing that and and they set him up, tried to rob him. Mm-hmm. And the funny part is when what they were saying about those boys versus this cause now we're talking about the flip. Yep. So it's a you can't win either way. So you want to, your brother was killed and now you're forgiving. Some of your friends killed somebody and you're considered to be a dog, an animal, a violent criminal. You should be thrown under the jail, never to see the light of day again. These are some of the, 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 the vitriol that was coming out of these parents. And I get it. They were emotional. Right. So it's, a, I, I don't have any problems with emotion for the loss of a child. But the rest of the world painted them the same way. Yep, exactly. So that that's, again, to your point. And, and tying it all back, when slavery happened, they were allowed to learn this religion. Their religion taught them a couple of things. Have faith 
and 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 and, and hope. Faith, Faith and, and hope. hope. Yep. And both of those words promote being docile and passive. So for the entire time, Christianity has been forced on or accepted by people of color. Mm-hmm. We've become more and more passive and more docile, except when it comes to people that share the same pigment. Oh, oh, hold on. That's a that's a that's a I think that's a sound. That's a sound. That, that That's a sound right there. <laughs> people, people might think that's the only sound that I have because that's the only one I use. But I, I, I swear I have more sounds. Yeah, it's, it's more sound. <laughs> Here's more one. Ah, uh, there you go. Oh, there's your like white that. Jesus. Yeah, white Jesus sound. <laughs> you just got a white Jesus sound. <laughs> Sweet white baby Jesus. So um, here's some facts about uh, black Americans and Christianity, the religious lives of of black Americans. Did you know that roughly eight in 10 African-Americans self-identify as Christian, which is about 79%. That sounds about right. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Versus seven in 10 whites. I would, yes, I would believe that. I actually, I would, if I had to guess, I would think that it'd be more like five or six out of 10 Mm. for white. For white, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, and, and that's another thing. So white folks can do whatever the hell they want in religion. They they can be Catholic. They can they can practice any other. You know, if you walk up to a white a white person, like, oh, what are you? oh, I'm a Buddhist. I remember I met a white Buddhist, and nobody else said a they nobody batted an eye. And then I told somebody, and and I just said, well, because I was just trying to see what the conversation was going to lead to. I was like, well, I'm Muslim, and then like everybody just blew up. Yeah. And I and again, I'm in a room full of white folks, and yeah. they're like, well. Well, why are you that? And I'm like, well, why are you Christian? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So no. And this other guy who's like, well, I'm Buddhist. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yep. And then I'm Muslim. Why are you that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. Who? Mm, so that's 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 interesting. <laughs> and I just. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. So um, the first predominantly black denominations in the United States were founded in the late 18th century by some freed blacks. Um, and the, uh, the largest historically black church in the U.S. Uh, is uh, AME. Our church, well, I think it's a couple of them. Church of Christ. Or Church of God in Christ and AME, which I, I know all about the AME. I, I grew up around some AME churches. Okay. Um, another thing is that African-Americans and I mean, I'm sure you could have guessed this, but African-Americans are more religious than whites and Latinos. I can see that. Now I could, I I figured the Latinos, I I figured we'd be neck and neck with, with our Latino counterparts because just like, you know, our Latin brothers and sisters, the same thing happened to them. The Spanish came in and took over, um, and, and wiped out their, their civilization too. So they forced Catholicism on yeah. them. Yep. So I figured it'd be close to the same. Very similar. Yeah, that is now I think about it. That is interesting. Because even you go to any Hispanic person's house. Oh, yeah. And, there's and nine times out of ten. There is a, a Jesus on the wall somewhere. Oh, man. And, and it's candles. They got, candles. they got yeah. the candles and a rosary. Yep. Yeah, they got all that stuff. So I figured we'd be, I figured that we would probably be neck and neck. But apparently we're not. Um so that, I, I thought that was interesting. Um, 
Another thing is that, um, you know, African-Americans who identify as religiously unaffiliated has increased during um, and or has increased in recent years. Now that I believe now millennials and, and this younger generation that's going up, they're kind of starting to see like the, the churches and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to down the church, but you have a lot of young people who are saying like, I don't need to go to church to get my God. Mm -hmm. I can, I can pray on my own. I can meditate. I can talk to my ancestors on my own. I don't need a church to do that. Right. So I can see that. um, I can see a lot of black people, especially right now, because it's almost as if um, black people in America are rediscovering themselves, right? We're, 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 and I, you know, I blame a lot of different things, uh, ancestry.com, another thing, just stuff that can help us yeah. uh, connect back to our roots. So you, you know, you, you get people and I'm one of those people included. Um, you get people who find out, like I found out, uh, most of my, my bloodline runs from Ghana, right? Okay. So that forced me to go look up Ghanaian, things like what they did with how they what their culture is like right um so you know when you have younger people who are going out and seeking knowledge like this and not just believing what they've been told you know you 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 get this this diaspora of people who are like well i don't need the church to do to to follow my god right right Right. yeah so and I, I felt like I just went on a long tangent, but <laughs> no, but that that's valuable information too because I, I again I I think we said on the on the first episode there's there's a positive connection when you really dig into the history that does not start at Malcolm and Martin and and the slaves we have history that starts before that mm-hmm. and if you try to tap into that versus tapping into what we're taught is where we really start making this come up I think it's more empowering now kind of jump into the millennial part of that. I think you're right. And, and it's, is there's more information available, readily available to the masses now. And people are actually seeking this information just to kind of do like the quick fact checks. Like, right. what are you talking about? Let me, Oh, it's a link available. All right. Let me just click this link real quick and read a little bit. And I may not read the whole story, but I'm reading a little bit just enough to quote some half truth. Right. <laughs> uh, and because of that, you're right. I, I, I see so many people, especially people of color, you know, I'm not even going to say that. I feel like it's just everybody that's in that, that was born in like 2005, uh, 2000, 2005-ish and on. It's almost like they're starting to get more and more colorblind. Yeah. And which is good, which is good because then you have less opportunity for crap like what happened to, to both of them to happen. But, but. It's also a generation that questions everything and they spend so much of their life fact finding or attempting to fact find that they're missing some of the beauties of what living actually is. So there's, you know, there's obviously going to be a plus and minus to everything. That's one of the pluses and one of the minuses to that generation. But again, tying this all back to the church. Yeah. I believe that there's power in people who want to live a certain way. You want to live right. And living right, it shouldn't, but it has variables to that. I mean, it's relative. But doing the right things is black and white to me. Killing somebody's wrong or, or, you know, like what she did, that's wrong. Right. Period. 
And by what by she you mean Amber we're talking about Amber yes. Gaga. Amber okay. Gaga. That's wrong. Stealing from somebody is probably pretty wrong. Robbing yeah. a bank. Pro- now there are motivators that could not be horrible, but facts are facts. Right. The church itself again. It mentions slavery. It talks about slaves. It it does all of this where and I remember I asked a preacher one day at a at a predominantly white congregation. I was like, so how do you feel about all this text in here where it talks about slavery? And he kind of danced around and said, yeah, I've, I've got some stuff about that. We'll have to get together so we can talk about it in depth. And I was like, okay, you don't have an answer for this. Right. I'm about to go home and look it up. You're about to go home and try <laughs> to find something. And then you're going to find a way to justify it. And there were a couple of other incidents that happened at this church. And I was like, yeah, Christine, Christine, that's my wife. I was like, it's time for us to find somewhere else to go. And I don't go to church because I think if I go to church, I'm somehow paying my way. I'm paying my my way into heaven because I think that's what people do. They think like, oh, if if I do this, say, hey, God, I went to church this day and I was there. So, you know, like a credit, like right? a credit. <laughs> yes. People are trying to build credits by attending service. And that's not in my opinion, that shouldn't be the purpose of it. Well, isn't it how the Catholic church used to be back in the day? You used to, you could pay. To, to have your sins absolved uh, or dissolved, absolved, <laughs> absolved, right. yeah. dissolved, whatever. But the crazy thing about the Catholic Church even is how does a human being, if we're talking about connecting to a deity, a God, how does a human being have the authority to say, all right, do this, this and this and you're forgiven of your sins? Mm-hmm. Anytime they go to confessional, that's what that is. Yep. So for me, that's weird. Now, I'm, again, I'm not here to say what church is right and what church isn't, but there are certain things that are just weird to me. And so, that's one of them. And, and the Christian church is, is just so weird how accepting, like, God is a God of war. He's a God of wrath. He's a loving God. It, it's so many contradictions that you find from time to time. And then when you ask people those questions and they don't have them. And I would be willing to bet if I were speaking to Botham Jean's younger brother, and speaking about racial issues, he would probably be one of the ones that didn't really have an answer. But, well, he just got to have faith. Yep. Just you know what? It's, it's funny you say that because I had a conversation. So I, the, here's, the Bible is an interesting book, right? Because mm-hmm. it is a book of, of, of stories. Yep. Um, and, I mean, some people say it's nonfiction. I think it's fictional stories. Now, I mean, I guess there are some stories in there that you could probably find some correlations of things that really happen because I think that they're historically, somewhat historically um, um, accurate, right? Um, but I was having a conversation uh, with, uh, with somebody at work. Okay. And I guess we were talking about Genesis, right? Because, right, in the beginning, what God created man, right? He created Adam, he created Eve, Adam and Eve got cast out, then they had children, right? Yep. Now, if God created man and he created Adam and Eve, or Adam and, Eve and they were cast out and they had children, mm-hmm. so who were the two kids? They had Cain and Abel, right? Uh, is that right? Yeah. They had Cain and Abel. Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. Um, and who Seth. was it? And Seth? It was three of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, so you, you already know I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Later on down the line. But anyway, mm-hmm. Cain and Abel in the beginning, right? That's the, the story we all know because yeah. who killed who? Cain killed Abel. Yeah. So Cain killed Abel. And then Cain was cast out, right? Mm-hmm. So Cain was cast out. 
and he went about the earth and he found a wife and he had kids. So what what I was trying to explain to her, I was like, how do you, how can you explain to me that God made man and he made Adam and Eve was the first man and woman. Mm -hmm. And then they had children, but then one son's cast out and goes out into the world and finds a bride and has children. Yeah. I said, how do you explain that? Because to me, it sounds like God didn't, he made, he made a version of man. And then there was another version of man already out there. Or, or what I hear people say is that it should be implied that other people were also created nah. after that. Nope. Uh, there's, a, there's so <laughs> many, but if you read a little further in Genesis beyond the creation, it talks about the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get too deep into religious. Yeah. Speak, yeah. Yeah. But these are supposed to be these warriors of old, basically gods. They're basically mm-hmm. like gods. And it talks about them. And what happened is angels came down and, and made babies with humans. Yes. Created the Nephilim. Yep. Right. So what happened to them? Well, isn't that, aren't they the flood story? The, the, they got too powerful and that's why the flood was was brought upon the earth to get rid of them? Well, no, the flood was supposed to wipe out everybody because everybody was tripping. Okay. So it, I, maybe they're supposed to be a part of that. I don't know. But even before that, it says men of war. So that lets you know that they existed prior to creation. Mm-hmm. They, there's no way they could have this history, this rich history of who they were after creation if Adam and Eve were the first people to be created. So that's what I'm saying. People will try to dance around and skirt those type of topics because they don't have the right answers. Right. Well, it, well, let me not say the right answers. They don't have an answer. So they just try to say something to fill the space. So what about this? Um, so if you read some, you read in some of the Bible and some of the older books, right. Um, and people were living for a very long time, very long, very long time, um, which is, abnormal now right because we were 60 70 80 years um but you read in in these early books in the bible these people were living such long times and then you read in later books in the bible after the flood people didn't live as long Mm -hmm. so do you think that maybe hey there there was do you think there was an evolution step there or you, you know I mean, and that's just something to think about. And that's going way, way, way deep way in the woods. Into the, into yeah. the. But see, I'm look and I and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a I'm one of those people that I believe in aliens. Now, I won't say like little green men, but I believe that, you know, that we're not the most intelligent being in the universe. Right. I think that yeah. there's something else now. And, and when I read books in the Bible and they talk about angels coming down and, and, um, mating with the women here that to me, that sounds like an alien contact. Hey, we came from the sky. We mm-hmm. made it with you. We liked your women. Yeah. We made it with your women. We made a superhuman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Now that's just me. I am, you know, I, I think that stuff is entering. Did, interesting did that really happen i don't know yeah i have no idea i'm look i'm only gonna be on this earth for i don't know a maximum of i'd say 110 years a maximum yeah. right that's that's if i'm living right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and i could die like at any moment so exactly. but i mean it's it's interesting to think about because i mean there's no this this earth is old very very old Gary. so let me jump in right because <laughs> now you're now you're going down one of my favorite lanes. So they say there's a saying art imitates life and mm-hmm. life imitates art, you know, kind of goes back and forth. 
And, and I laugh and I think about certain things as they happen. Now, this is where I go really, really left and I lose people a lot of times. But I'm saying it anyway because, you know, that's mm-hmm. just this, 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 is, hey, this is therapeutic. Therapy. This is the, this therapy. we we are a therapeutic podcast. Remember yes, that? Well, again, you're listening to Black Guy Therapy, a, therap- a therapeutic podcast. Yes. <laughs> go ahead. So I look at stuff like um, and I don't know how many people paid attention to this, but when Stan Lee created Marvel, mm-hmm. he created Professor X and Magneto, they were. It was this during the time of the civil rights era. <clears throat> Professor X was supposed to be like Dr. King mm-hmm. and Magneto was about, supposed to be like Malcolm X. So again, loosely based on reality. Then I get to thinking, you know, there's things like crop circles. There's things like Easter islands where they just recently within the last several years or so discovered that the heads, while they're amazing, the bodies, are under, the bodies are in the dirt. Yeah. And they're all mathematically like aligned yes. to some astronomical <laughs> right. thing in the sky. Weird, right? That is very weird. And we talked about the pyramids a little bit and the Sphinx, like all this amazing stuff that happens. How did it happen? Yeah. So I'm supposed to believe that there's this galaxy that's just infinite and there's nothing else, nowhere else. This is it. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a little arrogant almost. It is. It is. But, you know, yeah. and bringing us back to what we're talking about, the Christian church would would make you f- have that arrogance. Like mm-hmm. we are here, this is us. Yeah. You know, there is God, there is nothing else, yeah. right? And yeah. and and I hate to say that, but we, you know, we that's that was instilled in us mm-hmm. as for 400 years, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. crazy. And I've, I've even heard people say that they believe in God, but they don't believe in the devil. Gosh, and, what is that? I don't and and it's weird. It's weird because we already know yin and yang is, is just the natural course of life. Yeah. For every positive, there's a negative. That's just the way it is. So for every good, there's got to be an evil. Right. And vice versa. So it's just, I think it's funny how we, we pick and choose. So right. obviously I, I'm I'm in a space right now where I'm, questioning a lot of things about what I was taught growing up oh yeah and I have those conversations and a lot of the people that I grew up with don't like having those conversations it's like you're a black white supremacist and yes. you have to unlearn everything yeah. and I, and I I'm one of those too I had to literally unlearn, and I'm still unlearning yeah and and the challenge there is is it gets difficult to have anytime somebody speaks and then you start to speak up everybody oh here you go here you go so it's like now it's to the point where I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Even though you sound extremely ignorant and arrogant at the same time. And you're basing everything off of hope. Everything is based off of hope. There's no logic behind it. And I'm not a science guy. I'm not a big science guy. So I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know, give you DNA strands that connect yeah. this. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying things that just make sense. Right. And since people generally don't like to be questioned on things that they're unsure of because they can't answer it. If I ask a simple question, like you never saw Jesus, how do you really know he's true? How do you know? Really because know the exists? Bible tells me so. Exactly. My faith, my faith. Look, here's my thing. I, everybody, we talk about spirits. That's one thing that that's one thing that's, that's I'd say universal throughout any religion. Um, but I think spirits are real because a spirit is just energy. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have energy. Energy doesn't leave this place. What they say, you can't create more of it, but and all we got all the energy we got. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so like you were saying that yin and yang, I believe that there's positive energy and there's negative energy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, bringing that into the, to, into the thing where you, where you have people who's like, well, I don't believe, I believe in God, but I don't believe in, in the devil. Well, I think that in, in, in for me, this is for me. I think that, that God is the positive energy that I project into the, into the world. That's interesting. And I think that the devil is the negative energy that I project into the world. Now, because energy doesn't go, I mean, it doesn't leave this planet. My negative energy that I project can Connects link up somebody with somebody else's, else's negative energy that more. can make more negative energy that can attach to you. Yeah. Cause I mean, I like that. I like that's that. how I see it. No, I like that. That makes sense actually. Yeah. That's how I see it. So I considered that before, but well, there you go. That's, that's, that's what, that's what I think <laughs> that that's, I, we're, we're, we're all made of energy particles and, yeah. you know, and I'm not a science guy, but you know, Hey, and, and, and again, we kind of jumped off the, well, I guess we're still on the Christianity and the black church and we, we've kind of ventured off, but you know, I'm just going to say this. I saw a shooting star this morning as I was going out and I was like, man, I wonder where that came from. Like, right, I know yeah. it came from outside of this, but like, I was like, I wonder what kind of germs are on it. What, what was on that? Sh- Cause I know it hit, it, it looked like it hit maybe in a field over here. Like it, oh, wow. it came on down. Wow. Cause at first I thought it was a plane and then it just kept going this way. I was like, Oh no, that's a, that's, that's something yeah. falling from the space. Yeah. Um, but you know, you think about those things like what is on it? Like there's germs, there's, is that germ going to like go in the ground and, you know, make virus. Yeah. Or create (laughs) some new species of plant that I can eat or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man, it's, this, this is an interesting planet (laughs) and we live in an interesting time. Yeah. So it's funny too, because, uh, since I've been living here, um, every time it storms, we usually get a pretty significant rainbow right here mm. and one day and i got pictures of it uh and maybe we can throw it up for people to see one day but you could literally see where it started and where it ended and i've never seen a full rainbow all the way dude there's positive energy all around this area right here man it's crazy it's, it's crazy it's all it's all positive over here i like it <laughs> it is it's a good thing it's been good so far and and so my last little statement about the church um my hope is that we do not become so afraid to question what we were told because what that means is that what does that mean about mom and dad? What does that mean about granddad and grandma? I hope that we don't get so afraid to question things because it kind of compromises their eternity. Mm -hmm. And and I've got people close to me that I feel fit into this category where it's like they would much rather just, cover up the truth and and it's it's almost like they intentionally become stupid Mm. it's like i i I just choose to be it's like it's like the matrix it really is you know you had i forget his name neo not neo he's the one that sold him out the guy that sold him out oh yeah the white dude yeah yeah i don't know something i can't remember his name the white guy that sold the white guy (laughs) but what he said was i know it's not steak but if i close my eyes it, it makes me feel like it's the real thing. And that's the society we live in, especially mm. as it pertains to church. Stuff just doesn't make sense, but I'm just going to close my eyes and hope and have faith and everything will be all right. Mm. And 
the one thing I'll say is I've never known Jesus to be told by anybody with any story in the Bible. Hey, Jesus, just have faith and it'll be all right. Everything Jesus was about was action. Mm-hmm. He was all about that action. All about it. Let me get some shirts made about that action. About that action. About that action, Jesus. With a picture, <laughs> with a picture of white Jesus with his hands up. Right. <laughs> with blonde hair, blue eyes. Blonde Jesus. hair, blue eyes. <laughs> well, we're running out of time. Um, so you you know how we do. We're going to have what's on your mind. This is a what's on your mind session when we run out of time. Oh, man. Um, so yesterday we talked a little bit about connecting to your ancestors. What I want to talk about now is spending more time truly cultivating your family and the product that leaves your front door every day. Mm. Uh, I, I, I urge everybody, so this is kind of the homework from, from me. Okay. I urge everybody to spend more time defining what it is that you want the finished product to be when people leave your home. Not the putting on the show, not the code switching, yeah. that stuff, but what is the expectation of the people that leave this house? How do we hold each other accountable? And, and what will we not accept as a family and what will we share with the world when we leave these front doors so spend time working on that having those conversations even with your kids um and and the younger they are they're more likely to watch and see what everybody else is doing in our case we have an 11 year old a three-year-old three-year-old to do anything that the 11 year old does so having those conversations with him getting him on that track now it's been a beautiful thing but again the goal is there's a certain level of respect that I want us to command, mm-hmm. but there's also a level of respect that we're always going to give. And and I urge people to to do something similar. Just, just work on that product. Okay, that's awesome. I am just going to encourage you to go out and tell somebody you love them, because I think I think that we don't we don't we don't tell people enough that we love them. Yeah. If you don't tell them you love them, at least give them a hug. Yeah. You know yeah. that that's and maybe you'll give them some of that good positive energy. True. So. That's what I'm going to leave you guys with. So, as the music fades us out, so I'm going to say this. As the music fades us out um, and we fade to black. That's all I got for you. I'm Todd. It's Joe. And that's Joe. And we are at the Black Guy Therapy Podcast. And we'll see you next time. We out. We out. Peace.